when she saw the tall, dark man with the flint-colored eyes, she felt a flutter in her midsection. What was it about him that affected her so? She stared at his mouth, wondering if his lips would feel as soft as they looked. When he told his partner to go on without him, she again felt something churn inside her. Then he walked over and stood in front of her. When he spoke, his voice commanded that she obey, which she would do gladly. Is there such a thing as love at first sight? She believed there was, because she was in love with this stranger. He was a stagecoach robber, an outlaw, and a thief. When he saw the effect the woman had on the other men, he thought they were being foolish. But when he took a second look, he felt his heart start to race and had a hard time breathing. What could this frightened, freckled-faced redhead with the piercing pale green eyes have that is so different from all the other women he had known? Love at first sight was a myth. Or was it? Chapter One her pale green eyes had a frightened look as she stared straight ahead. The breeze was blowing her long red hair across her face, almost covering her freckles. She was young, wearing a plain blue and white dress, which failed to hide her full figure. She held a small carpet bag tightly in her tiny hands. Every man stared at her in awe. They stopped in their tracks and looked at her as though she were a figment of their imagination. It seemed I was the only one who escaped her hypnotic effect. I had been leader of this gang of ragtag rejects for going on six months. We were all a bunch of misfits that would rather hold up a stage or a bank than look at the rear end of a cow all day. And Virgil was my second in command. But lately, he had been questioning my decisions. One good thing about our gang, if there could be anything good about a bunch of thieves was that we were not killers, mainly because my daddy was a sheriff when I was a kid. He died trying to stop a bank robbery. You might ask how come a sheriff's kid turned to Robin. Well, it's like I said, I ain't too fond of hard work. I had told every member of our gang that killing someone would not be tolerated and would cost the killer his life. I know how Ma and me felt when he didn't come home that day. And I don't want to be responsible for some wife or kid crying because their loved one didn't come home. I shoved Virgil and got his attention. What's the matter with you? We've got a job to do. Now get on with it. He jumped into action, hollered at the other men, and grabbed the strong box from under the seat. Hoo-hoo, we gonna be rich. Virgil yelled as he loaded the box onto the pack horse we brought with us. All right, Virgil, I said. Mount up and let's get out of here. I took another look at the young lady, who had silver-colored tears sliding down her cheeks, and suddenly it hit me. I was going to take her with me. You boys go ahead, I told Virgil. I'll catch up to you. Should be there before dark. What are you going to do? Virgil asked. I said I'd catch up. I snapped at him. 
Why can't he just follow orders? Now move out. I gave a stern look. Virgil reluctantly turned and headed out behind the others. Then I got out of the saddle and walked toward the girl. When I stepped in front of her, she lifted her head and sniffed once. And my breath left my body when those piercing pale green eyes locked with mine. I felt as if she was looking straight into my soul. I could feel her drawing me into her world with just a look. I glanced at the other passengers, then back at her. This she only bang. She gave a slight nod. I pointed to the bag. You got something in there fit for riding? She nodded again. I looked at the other passengers. Then I looked back to her and said, Put it on. You're going with me.